This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Thank you for downloading the Back of the Nest Daily Transfer Podcast. Available for free every day until the end of the transfer window. The live show will be on 9pm on the 31st. Subscribe so you don't miss out. Back of the Nest Daily Transfer Podcast. Right, I am Chris Hambling and with me Sam Hesketh. Hello Sam. Hello Chris, how are you? Oh, I'm absolutely wonderful. Uh, telling Mikey and, and you, yourself... Well, you join the conversation right at the end. Um, I, you know, the old classic where you you order a load of load of shopping and you have to because you've got no space in the fridge, you have to eat a whole watermelon in one day. So uh, it was it was the conversation about watermelons that I didn't know I needed until I turned up at the end of the conversation and then realised I'd missed all the juicy stuff. Well, yeah, quite literally. Juicy stuff, <laughs> and melon juice is very good for you. It helps you. I, I can't remember the name of any of the chemicals, but I always do that when I'm eating something. Usually, an excessive amount of it. I look up the health benefits of it, never the negative side. For example, I was eating a lot of blue cheese recently, and I thought, well, what, what the health benefits are? I didn't look up the high fat, high salt dangers, but there's some interesting benefits to blue cheese if you like that sort of thing. Um, I'll be honest, I'm not a big fan of blue cheese. Um, but currently, as listeners of the preview show will know, I've been at the dentist every week for the past like three weeks. So I'm basically just eating soup. Yeah. I mean, blue cheese is soft, mate. I mean, when was the last time you had some? Uh, good question. I don't know, but I didn't like it. I'm not sure I agree with food that is blue. No, well, that is a challenge and never used to like it myself. But it's funny enough, one of the health benefits is uh, it does benefit dental health. But um, listen, we're here to talk about uh, transfers. The uh, Blue Cheese podcast will be coming probably in a couple of weeks' time. So look forward to that. Uh, before we move on, just a general bit of, um, of back of the nest news. Um, as you know from the intro, we're doing a live show on the 31st from 9pm. Um, and we'll be doing that through uh, Periscope on Twitter uh, on YouTube, on Facebook, and on Instagram. So loads of ways that you'll be able to join us live. You'll be able to interact with us. Imagine that, you know, the full live interaction. We've not done a live show for a while, so it's almost certainly going to be horrific um, in a number of ways. I mean, it'll be a great listen, but we will get things wrong. We will swear, and, um, yeah, almost certainly will upset someone. So, yeah, tune in. Don't miss it. It'll be great. 
Um, hmm. So let's. I do have a, I do have a confession to make about the live show on Friday, mm-hmm. which I said that I was perfectly able to do. Um, put my name down. One of the first people to put their name down for it, and then realised I was actually having birthday drinks for my own birthday on that Friday. <laughs> so um, that shows what's happening to me in my old age. Yeah. Uh, I think when you get to certain levels of birthday, you do tend to put them to the back of your mind, don't you? Yeah, and I'm just, you know, this is how important it is to me. I'm actually going to the student union of the university I work at because it's really cheap. <laughs> so I mean, it's not really a treat, but it's cheap. So it's yeah, fine. but that's it. Well, again, as you age, bargains become more important than actual quality, don't they? So um, you end up Absolutely. end up like my dad, who. Um, who will go and buy things at auction that are expired just because they're cheap. But this this is, um, again, nothing to do with transfers. It's to do with the ageing process. And our ageing process podcast will be out in three weeks' time. Uh, do look forward to that one as well. Um, listen, we're a bit light on news as well. Um, there's not a huge amount going on. Strong rumours, though, um, Sam, that Carl Walker-Peters will, in fact, join Southampton on loan, although there is late interest from West Ham. So perhaps that backs up some of the suggestions that he's not been our first target at, uh, at right back. Yeah, I think that's definitely the case. Um, I was a little underwhelmed by the link anyway, to be honest. I don't think he's played a huge amount for Tottenham this season at all. And when you when you consider that Serge Aurier is a rubbish footballer, it doesn't sort of bode particularly well that he can't get into the team over him. Um, and in fact, I know a Southampton fan who, uh, when, when it was sort of, said that he was moving to them, was also extremely underwhelmed for exactly the same reason. So it does, like you say, lend itself to the to the idea that Ferguson is our, our first choice fullback and with stories coming out that we're now willing to offer four million, I think it is, to, to get him before the end of the contract. Um, it does make sense that our interest in Walker Peters is called, um, which I'm absolutely fine with. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think myself too. You know, he does have that bit of versatility being able to play left back as well, but um, yeah, it doesn't really, you know, whet the appetite. Like, it doesn't have the kind of reputation as well that you know Ferguson's carrying with him, um, even though he's obviously playing a division lower. Um, I think four million for Ferguson is probably a, a fair offer given the, the contract running down, but you do wonder, um, you know, just whether West Brom will just hang on for the sake of it, maybe maybe hope that they can convince him to stay. Um, although I you know, gather he's not um, not win, winning many friends there at the moment with his refusal to sign, to sign a new deal. So uh, fingers crossed on that one. I think I suppose the other debate really to get into there is, you know, as much as we're talking about him not being our first target and all that kind of stuff, we are most of the way through the January tra- transfer window and still haven't signed a fullback in either position. And lots of people getting very irate about that. What's your take on that, Sam? I'm disappointed. Um, I mean, we, we're used to leaving it late with Palace um, to the point where we leave it too late and don't get anyone in. Um, but I think with the fullback situation, what, what really um, gets to me is that we've, we've known that we've needed fullback cover for a little while, arguably before we even sold Wan-Bissaka. Um, okay, we didn't replace him in the summer and everyone's saying, well, that's fine. We'll just set up the deals for January. And now we're, you know, less than a week before the end of the transfer window and we still haven't still haven't brought anyone in. And, you know, I'm sure the line that we're getting players back from injury will be trotted out 
but really we even with Ward back we were still needing a right back uh, cover we still arguably need another left back in even with PVA coming back so it, it's you know it's it's not just saying, well, we've got injured players coming back, so it's not going to be as bad because we needed those positions filled regardless of the injury crisis that we had. And to be this far in and still be sort of tenuously linked with players rather than it being really far down the line, as far as we know, um, is disappointing because, um, you know, Kelly Kelly's not doing himself any favours at right back at the moment, which is no fault of his own, but still when... War's been out for a while, but for us to be expecting him to come in and be brilliant straight away is tough. Um, so yeah, in the positions that we really know we need, we've needed for a while to be without replacements at this point is is not great. No, definitely not. And you think is it, when you look at the, the January window in isolation, you completely understand that, especially if you look around the division, lots of clubs leave their business late and. You know, unfortunately, a transfer does take two clubs, and if they're not willing to let that player go until late, there's there's limited things that you can do. But as you say, it's about you know getting these things in place when the window's shut, and just you know maybe having to pay that little bit extra to get the the job done quicker. Um, you know, obviously, we're not privy to that level of information. The club might have tried to do that, but you know, it's it's extremely disappointing. And you're also quite rightly picking up on the language being used at the moment you know Roy's now two three times said you know have getting those players back will be like new signings and that that feels a little bit like the party line rather than the real frustration that Roy's shown of late and similarly he's, he's off you know he's used the phrase well if we're going to buy players we're going to get you know they have to be competing for a first team place we're not interested in just adding to, to the squad and that's something that we've heard from you know club leadership in the past as well so there does seem to be a sort of very deliberate dulling, dumbing down, that's not the right word, dulling of expectations, um, I think. But um, people rightly getting frustrated, I think. I think, you know, just want to see a bit of action. And uh, in terms of further news, I suppose there's, there's not an awful lot in, on people coming in. There's news on people going out, potentially. Connor Wickham today linked to Cardiff on loan. Obviously, it's been Forest and Sheffield Wednesday that have been heavily linked recently, but... The suggestion the article I saw today was that Cardiff are willing to pay that little bit more, whether that's in wage contribution or a loan fee. But very much seems like the club want him to, to get out there and play some games and, and you know potentially take some money off the the wage bill a little bit, Sam. And I think you know looking at the the impact that he's had, he's he's made some impacts off the bench, but clear that Roy doesn't want to play him, you know, give him ninety minutes at any point. Um, so probably best for all parties he goes, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. I'm I'm not convinced that Roy is um completely enamoured with him. Obviously he's been injured for the for the vast majority of time that Roy's been here, but everything you hear Roy say is is not he, he doesn't sort of say, Well, I know he's a good player, we just need to get him fit. He he sort of come out and said, Oh, I haven't really seen him, so I you know, it's not a great sign uh that he's gonna be a first choice striker. But you know, I think he's he's not a bad player by any means. And I think when he's had a, a run of games in the past, so that's, he's looked good, but it's a massive if he gets fit, if he has a run of games. And I think he's obviously much more likely to do that by going to a team like Cardiff or Sheffield Wednesday, hopefully staying fit, getting five or six goals and coming back in the summer, having gained confidence, match fitness and, and all the things that we need from him as a Palace player. So 
yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes. I would imagine if Benteke is now back in training, he'll leapfrog Wickham automatically uh, as a striking option. So, yeah, I think probably, like you say, best for all parties if he uh, heads out on loan. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, obviously in the striking options as well, Roy was commenting this week on uh, Serlot's performances in Turkey uh, for Trabzonspor. And, um, yeah, 18 goals or something ridiculous. But Roy sort of, he said, I thought it was interesting. He, he said sort of two things. The first was essentially to slightly downplay the, the Turkish league, which, you know, fair enough, it is a is a lesser league than the Premier League. Um, but I thought it was quite telling where he mentioned, you know, we've made the decision now. And that's, you know, some, he basically said someone at the club decided to let it make it a long-term loan. Um, so, Given that we, you know, it's reasonable to suspect that Roy was sort of significant in Serlot coming to the club. Is he um, maybe having a little dig there? Do you think? <laughs> I, th- I think so. I mean, it's obviously it's easy for us to read into to comments and put our own little spin on it, especially when there's not a great deal going on in terms of transfers. Um, but there have been a few snippy comments. You know, we, we all know Roy's quite a gentlemanly kind of manager doesn't want to speak out of turn too too much but he's been a little bit snippy over the last couple of weeks and that was sort of another subtle dig um at maybe at the way the club is set up or who does the deals who do, who makes the final decisions that sort of thing so yeah interesting to see what happens with so if anything um i would imagine if he does eventually come back at the end of the loan roy might not be manager here anyway um, but yeah, he does seem to be a little bit, um, a little bit miffed somewhere along the line. He does. I hope he's not uh, getting upset with Doug. I really don't. You know, good old, good old Doug. Uh, good but old Doug. the massive news uh, I've got to bring to everyone's attention. Um, it broke earlier on today. Just huge news, and that's that Wilfred Zaha has had a haircut. Have you have you seen it, Sam? I have. I have. I was um, hot, hot off the press. I saw the the uh, shaved dome of Wilf's head. I mean, I don't know what to think. You know, the world is still dealing with the situation. and um... Yeah, I mean, look, we, we've been talking about transfers in and we've unfortunately now had a transfer out because Will's dreads have gone. Um, I think the only hope now is to hope that um, Andros and his increasingly large flat top um, make it back into the, into the squad soon so we can at least have some hair to... Where, to support. Where did that hair come from, from Andros? Because, you know, I mean, obviously, Tosin has, clearly has spray hair, right? That's that's yeah, fairly obvious. Um, and good on him, you know. it's. Um, I'm thinking about maybe doing a Back of the Nest video where I try spray hair for a laugh, but um, I think people would enjoy that a little bit too much, and I, I worry that I might enjoy it too much. So I'm not sure. <laughs> I'll definitely do that. <laughs> but Andros, I don't know where that hair's come from. That's, um, you know, it, it, it emerged, didn't it? And then it's just expanded. Um, it, I'm. It's like a sponge. Maybe when it's wet, it gets bigger. Possibly, yeah. Let's hope it doesn't develop a mind of its own and try and take down the planet. That's unlikely, I'll be honest. But um, so look, we've talked about uh, Ferguson and a little bit uh, Jamal Lewis chat earlier in the um, transfer podcasts, but that again linked today with Norwich commenting that um, that they're not in advanced negotiations with anyone at Palace, but. You know, he seems to be on the radar and it makes sense. You know, two two young players with some versatility in the back line there. So see if that develops. But, you know, we'll talk, we talk about that in relation to the fact that we've, you know, we're struggling in the fullback areas, but really strong 
links from all over the place that uh, PSV are coming in to take Patrick van Arnholt back to Holland. Um, he was with them as a youth player. Uh, I think they're trying to raise some further funds for a larger bid. There's some suggestion we've already rejected a £4.2 million bid. And you kind of, I first read it and thought, well, there's no chance we're going to sell a left back when we already need a left back and and a right back. But you know, thinking about the fact there's 18 months on his deal, he's 29, you know, it's around his peak years. And, you know, we know he's got defensive frailties. I'm a little bit torn on whether I think it would necessarily be that bad if he left. What about yourself? I think in the past, I've not been overly complimentary of him as a defender. Um, we know that he's good at supporting the play and overlapping and that sort of thing. And he scores your goal. I think his defending at times leaves something to be desired. But I just think at the moment, it would be very, very odd of us to sell him in this window, even if they up the bid, because, of, I mean, we just can't carry on as we are. You know, Gyro's been admirable at left-back. In fact, he's been a lot better than I thought he'd be. But he's not a left-back. And, you know, were he to get injured, let's say, you know, we're back to square one. So it was a weird link, really, because I'm, I'm sure PVA is on a fair amount of money. And I don't know how PSV will, even if they up their bid, will, will be able to match wages. Um, so it was a bit of a strange one for me. I'd be surprised if we let him go. Um, whether we then try and get him on a new contract or try and shift him in the summer, I don't know. But um, I think it would be, I, I don't think we should sell him in January purely from a sort of numbers in terms of the players that we have fit um, perspective. Um and you know he's a he's a natural left-sided defender whether he's a great defender or not he's still a natural left-sided defender so i think we should try and keep him uh at least until the summer yeah for sure and i think it's interesting you mentioned contract there sometimes these links appear because of an agent is angling for a new deal for the negotiations to begin so it could just be that but i was interested in just how widespread the the rumor was it, it wasn't just sort of a you know, a paper here and there, there's lots of sites all reporting the same thing and a cup from a couple of different sources. So I think there's possibly something in it, but whether or not it will happen, I, I think unlikely at this stage. But I could see potentially, now basically it means that we're going to back Gyro and a new signing. And I just think the likelihood of us getting a new signing lined up um, at the moment doesn't seem too strong. But there you go. That was probably the biggest thing to come out of uh, the transfer news today. And we will leave it there. These are not supposed to be short and sharp podcasts. And we've done more than enough chat already. And, um, yep, so all that remains is me to thank Mikey for producing and for Sam for joining me. And we'll be back with you tomorrow. Back of the Nest, daily transfer podcast. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. 
Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.